Hi everyone, are you ready to get fired up? I've got David Licken here and he is a podcast person, mortgage expert, and he's also a TV commentator. So I am super happy to have you, David. Thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, yeah, so you're all over um, NBC, CBS, NBC. They just are interviewing you all over the place. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, started the mortgage industry 45 years ago. That means the gray hair, old man, all that. Uh, tried retiring, sold our company in Southern California, a company that I was a partner in. Uh, came home, announced to my wife, woohoo, we made a bunch of money, we're retired. And I didn't get the same response. There wasn't this warm, welcoming home. Oh, great, you're going to be home full time, kind of like one of those things. So um, I was encouraged to do something else. So uh, 19 years ago now, uh, 18, 19, or 19, it was 2001, started consulting to the mortgage industry, intended to keep this little thing, just me and a few clients, and this thing's blown up. Now we have three companies. Uh, Transformational Mortgage Solutions, which is a consultant coaching company. We have Ainsworth Advisors, which is a board of advisory service. And we have DL2 Productions, which we do a lot of uh, podcasting and we help people launch podcasts and do all that. So a lot of production work. So tell me a little bit more about the consulting. So you're actually coaching real estate uh, mortgage professionals. That is correct. That is correct. But one of the things that's the most interesting thing that's going on in the marketplace, it's the fastest growing aspect of my business. I started out as a consultant and just helping them work through the, any of the issues. I've owned three mortgage banking companies, so I figured, you know, hey, I may have a little gained a little knowledge over the years, and maybe they'd like to take advantage of it. Well, what's really interesting, what's coming up is the number one crisis in most companies, and I don't think it's just unique to the mortgage industry. It's leadership, and how do we lead an organization in a dynamic, ever rapidly changing environment? And I think a lot of people have the, the fear, and they go, well, how did you do it? How did you go through some of that? And so we've coached some companies. We've got some pretty big names out there that we've coached and uh, uh, consulted to. So I'm happy to talk about some of those successes. You know what? I would love to talk about those successes right after the break. So we've got David Licken here. He's full of information and knowledge. And we will see you back in 30 seconds after the break. Good job. They make me right. do that. My, my lady's like, can you please start doing that more? I'm like, sure. Okay. All right. So we're back. Hopefully um, you are just as excited as I am. I'm actually really excited about this interview because I feel as though I can actually learn from you. So talk to us a little bit about some of the coaching and consulting that you do regarding leadership and just helping people outperform. Well, the first of all is what's the biggest enemy to leadership? It's fear. So you have to have confidence. You have to have someone who has the been there, done that t-shirt. I have that on three mortgage banking companies, a software company that went public. So I've got a lot of experience. I'm an entrepreneur. My wife thinks it's a little frustrating because about the time a company gets up and running and starts making real good money, I'm getting bored. I want to sell it and go on and start another one. <laughs> so that's kind of one of the, the, the issues. But the last one, mortgage company did real well. And uh, so we have now had the privilege of helping others work and navigate through some of the troubled waters. So one of the, one of the things that happens is we get Googled a lot and there's a guy by the name of there's a football player out there by the name of Casey Crawford of Movement Mortgage. Uh, Casey's tall, dark and handsome guy all town, but didn't have a lot of mortgage banking experience. So he Googled how to start a mortgage company. I popped up. I used to have a website where I had a flash video. I did a walk on uh, shot in a green screen and walked on and talked 
talk to the audience, whoever's coming to the uh, website, say, if you're thinking about starting a company, you should think, keep these things in mind. And I read through those items and I walked off and then he said, that is so cool. I want to have someone innovative like that. I like being innovative. I like having a little bit of a niche. So he hired me. Now he's the uh, seventh largest independent mortgage banker in the nation. Uh, done extremely well, very large as a successful company. So that's an example of coming in and helping someone get a business started, helping them frame up their strategy, which we do a lot of strategy consulting, and then really coaching them and working with them all the way through their journey uh, in growth. And he's had some extraordinary growth. Wow, obviously good for him. So, so one of the things you say is basically fear and getting the confidence up. And that, that seems like that's pretty much for any entrepreneur, any business owner, we always kind of have that level of fear and doubt within ourselves. Um, what other kind of issues do you see, uh, you know, professionals having that you can help them walk, work through? Well, more recently, there is just a proliferation of new technology coming on the market. And, you know, one, one of the top mortgage bankers in the Southern California said he bought everything he could find, had a lot of money, had a lot of capital. He bought everything. He called it, you know, technology indigestion. I think it's so easy to get excited about bright, shiny objects, especially when there's so many of them but they all have to work together. They all have to be able to speak and synchronize. And that's one of the areas we help them through. Recognizing not picking just which technology, but which ones will play well with others. So you bring a cohesive yeah, environment. So it's, it's lined up with strategy. It's helping them navigate through the many, many options that are out there to select what technology or their best business strategy. And where we begin with, with Krista, we begin with looking at who they are. How are they wired? So we spend a lot of time getting to know the person. There's some things that I do really well, and quite frankly, there's a whole lot of things I don't do so well. So I got some great advice early on, which I now pass on, is find out what you do well and do a lot of that. You're going to make a lot more money. Absolutely. And I can tell that you love being kind of in the limelight. You love doing your podcast. You like, you know, getting information. You like sort of being in the forefront of people. Um, and, and you can tell that you excel at that. You're, you weren't nervous at all about getting on here. We just went right into it. And that's the type of thing that you help other professionals find out what they're good at and then really enhance them. Well, I think it is the most important thing. You're obviously a natural. You can tell when you just meet someone. They got your outgoing, charisma, a charisma style personality. And I think for someone like you, it's so easy to see why you're being so successful with your podcast, with your communication. There's others, quite frankly, they just would not excel at doing this. So mm-hmm. their strategy is going to be something quite different. It doesn't mean they can't be successful. We tell people you know, there's no one else on the planet like you. So why don't you be you? Everyone else is taken. So figure out what you really excel at and let's build a strategy, a business strategy uh, and coach you around what you're good at. And there's a lot of people that want to be someone else. And I think that's the first pitfall we try to get people out of. Let's, let's get you being you. Let's be you. Yeah. So I know now I'm kind of, you know, my ADHD is kicking in. I'm sorry. It's my entrepreneurial spirit. I can't help it. We got that going too. That's a very common thing with all of us. I know it is. It is. So, um, podcasting. So one of the things that I really want to start on helping my audience understand is the importance of podcasting. And many people think that, Oh, I don't have anything to say, or what am I going to talk about? And I'm just a real estate agent or I'm just a lender. I'm just a local professional. 
no one is going to care. And, and I, and there, right. there's not a lot of people that are doing podcasts right now on that local level. And right. I, and I really think that it's super, super important and super valuable because it gets your message out there. It gets people to know you. Can you please kind of walk us through, you know, your thoughts about local podcasting? In other words, if you're a, lo a real estate agent or a lender or a local professional, let's say you're a, a CPA or a, a chiropractor or any, anything like that. I'm launching my, uh, my fourth book here and we're going after local professionals. And so we, one right. of the strategies is going to be talking to them about doing a podcast. I'd love to hear your take on that. I'd love to answer the question, but if only if you promised me to send me a copy of your book when it comes yes, out. I, I want a signed autograph, a copy of your book. Here's the number one thing is it can establish you as a leader in the marketplace because what you do as a leader is a good leader listens. And we ask questions. As you know, you've asked some great questions. You put out some information in between the questions. But the most important thing you could do is start asking questions. You don't have to come to the table. The reason I launched my podcast, I was invited to be, I do a lot of public speaking, and I was asked to talk on a topic over 10 years ago, and I didn't have a lot of information on it. And I go, man, I wish there was a podcast out there. There must be a podcast I can go listen to because what's also interesting about leaders like yourself, ADHD like I am, we also have a lot of dyslexic. We're reading is not our favorite thing. Our ability to retain through the auditory is much higher than us reading something in print. So I found that my auditory skill wanted to be fed, so I found a mechanism to do it. Only thing problem was at mortgage lending, there was none 10 years ago. So I said, hey, I wonder if I'm the only guy that could benefit from, from audio content. So I invited five good friends that are subject matter experts, and I started interviewing them. And they consider me the bright guy in the room because I'm interviewing all these other smart people, Krista. So the key is you do not have to be an expert. Find people that other people would be interested in that are experts at a particular area that you want your audience to know about. You interview them. It's amazing how you are going to be perceived as a market leader by inviting others and sharing that content. It's all about giving out a knowledge and sharing that. I love it. So basically, um, on my tribe, we actually, we call ourselves community market leaders. So our goal is to become the expert authority, right? Like we're, we're experts, but if no one knows that you're the expert, it doesn't matter. So the idea is to position yourself as the authority figure. And by utilizing forums like a podcast, Facebook yes. Live, social media, you position yourself as the authority. Now, I know what people are thinking right now. You're probably thinking if you're listening to this, well, David, I don't know what to talk about or what to say. I know you said to, to interview local people, but are people really going to listen and they, are they going to care? And then how are they going to you know, find out about me? I'm, I know that that's got to be going on in people's heads. So can you kind of clear up those, those questions and then also some of the, the most common um, pushbacks that you get from people that you, that you have to help them overcome? You know what? Uh, probably the biggest pushback is, hey, Look at you, Krista. You're attractive. You're articulate, and you're out there. I got hair. I'm 69 years old. I still got hair. So they go, but I don't have any hair. Another guy goes, and so he says, I don't look good on camera. Listen, we've been looking. My response to them was, we've been looking at you and listening to your voice. You think your voice is funny. We've seen you as a bald person or whatever you look like all of your life. It's not about how you look. Don't make this about you. Don't limit you from impacting your community by how it looks about you. So here's one story that I had. I had one particular loan originator heard, heard me on this. They go, Dave, look at me. And I said, how? 
I was listening to her and I was hearing her talk about self-imposed limitations, something we coach people through a lot, Krista. We impose limitations on ourselves. So she was arguing and telling, throwing out all her self-imposed limitations. And I, I listened to her and she brought up her daughter. I said, how old's your daughter? And I said, tell me about her. And she says, oh, she's this really bubbly, cute girl. And I got an idea. I said, why don't she have to be a loan officer? She wanted to get into this one builder. I said, take a video camera and have you hold a video camera and have your daughter walk up to everyone and interview them as they're going into this open house. Call the builder and ask that builder, if she could show up with your podcast and live do a live streaming broadcast to the local community. She is behind the camera. It was her daughter going up. Now, which family walking up to a new open house who has this little girl with a mom with holding a camera? It was an iPhone with one of those little cords that goes out from it. Nothing expensive equipment. And they're going to say, can I ask you a question? Who is it going to stop and talk to that cute little girl? It was, and she said, Dave, if you would have told me the impact that would have of getting me into that builder, the builder who she was having trouble to even answer her phone calls was saying, Hey, I've got another open house. Could you be here to interview people coming into my house? She was now being invited in. That's great. Situations. So Find ways. Get someone to speak into your life. Krista, you do coaching. You're an awesome person. You have a great influence. Get someone to speak into your life, whoever's listening to this, and saying, I'm our, I've got all these self-imposed limitations. Let us help you find another strategy around that, and that is self-imposed limitation. Well, a lot of times the self-imposed limitations, it's just their, it's just their self-talk. It's what they keep telling themselves yes. over and over again. And it's these, these false limitations and beliefs that we bring onto ourselves, which, which are never true. I mean, when people tell me, oh, I don't like the way I look. And I says, well, that's the way that you look, you know, like every that's day, right. that's how you look. So you got to get over it because that's you, you know, yep. and, and nobody cares. And there's and another thing too, that I think is really helpful, Dave, is to put it into where, stop making it so much about you and making yes. it about the other people, the value that you can bring, yes. how you can help them. Um, okay. So podcasting, now, I, I'm really, you know, I, I just launched my podcast back in August and and we are, you know, seeing great success with it. We're, we're right around 30,000 downloads. And there it's you go. Just, Congratulations. Yeah, we're doing really, really well. And I know that it's like an untapped market in the real estate and mortgage industry. And I yes. know that it's like a gold mine for people. But getting them to, you know, they, they think it's just so difficult. So can you talk a little bit about how, you know, how is it easy? Is it hard to get your podcast out there, you know, on that level? Good, good, great question. And one thing is, you, it's all about content and it's all about it not being about you. So if you're doing it for the right motive, which is really get establish your why. Simon Sinek, it, you know, it starts with why. It's a great book. You can do the shortcut, go get the YouTube video on uh, how great leaders inspire. He has a great video. And it's really when you have an established why, where that why isn't about how you're going to get well known, but it's how you're going to help someone else get a message out that they want to share. Uh, that's what's really the beginning of it. And when you start sharing it. So what we did is I found blog talk radio was one of the, the first mechanism means by which we did this because I had all these people calling in and that's the only one still to this day where you can bring live callers onto a podcast. So that's why I use blog talk radio. I'm a big fan of them. They got bought out by Spraker recently. So they're going through some transitions, but it still has that feature. So I put that out there. And then what I did is I started using LinkedIn in a B2B world. It's a great tool. So I just started posting my messages out there without a website with anything. And I put a link 
to the Blog Talk Radio. That thing took off. There was times we were having 10,000, 30,000 downloads of a single podcast because of the speakers I invited to come onto the podcast. So that's the kind of impact you can have. Start with, as simple as, you can start with an iPhone and those earbuds. I'm happy to speak to you. I mean, you buy equipment, expense equipment, that particular microphone's an $800 speaker microphone. You don't need that stuff. You just need the AirPods or whatever device you want to have or get a Blue Yeti like what you're using and hook it up to an iPhone and just broadcast out, record it, whatever device. Use an iPad, whatever uh, device you can record, use your laptop, get the audio out and then start posting. So look at Spreaker, look at uh, Blog Talk Radio, all the various postings and you can put podcast hosting and you'll see a plethora of them out there. So get it out there. And in the case of blog talk radio, they will literally put it on iTunes and your channel on your iTunes. So that's a good way to start. And as you get the traction, your audience will grow. And that's when you get to buy the other equipment and do the other things. Yeah. And then it's a matter of being able to, you know, say that you've got a, a podcast, putting it on your marketing materials, putting it everywhere. It gives you a reason to call somebody without seeming as though you're just wanting something. You're calling them to add value to their business, to add value to their life and to get them exposure. And it, it's funny. Um, I don't know if you've ever, remember that when they used to have that, that show, um, what was it called with Donald Trump? You're fired. Um, oh yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. What was yeah, the name of it? The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Okay. okay the Apprentice. And so they had a Arsenio Hall on there and they yeah. had this, this like competition where you had to call people and you had to raise money. And he said, nobody wants to talk to you when you don't have your own show. And he said, when I have my own show, I would call people and everybody would answer, right? Because I had a platform that they could come yes. on to then market themselves. And he said, but now that I have no platform, I have no show, nobody wants to talk to me. So here's the deal. Right. When you have your own platform, when you have your own podcast, you know, your own whatever that it is that you're doing, and I love podcasting because people are doing it while they're doing other things, while they're multitasking, while they're going to work, while they're making yes. dinner, while they're, you know, picking their kids up and waiting in the car. But when you have your own platform, people want to answer your phone because they know that by them getting on your platform that you can actually help enhance them and get their message out. Yep. It's all about where it's meeting the listener where they're at. They're working out. We're getting busier and busier lives. I love Zoom. I love using the video, but strip out the video. If you choose to use the video, post that up on YouTube. It's a great way to get the message out, but then have strip out the audio and post that on one of the audio channels. You'll find most of your listenership will come through the audio. And then if you're putting up graphics, they'll want to come to your uh, YouTube channel and look at that and see the graphics. So I recommend uh, start with audio. That's the fastest way to grow your audience. So you help people with podcasts. So can you give me an idea of what it costs? So somebody wants to launch their own podcast, Dave, and they want to let's just see, say, do one episode a week. Talk to me a little bit about the investment involved initially and then what the investment is, um, you know, each month and then um, where they would go to reach out to you to get more, you know, to find out more about doing so. So the first thing, the podcast, most of you have the equipment that's required is an iPhone or an Android device, something that has a good microphone in it. Quite honestly, that even with the wired speakers that are going into Dave Savage does a great job. You see him with the wires hanging down for the longest time. He's now got the AirPods. And, and so that is an adequate device. Is it perfect? No, but it's not about the audio quality. In fact, even when you mess up, leave it in there. Don't edit that out because it adds credibility. If it's perfect, 
people are not going to believe you as much as if they you have some guffaws in there every once in a while. I go, I can't believe I said that. And yeah. uh, leave that in there because it makes you more believable. So start with just that equipment. And then as far as hosting, <clears throat> there's a number of places where you can host without at in zero cost. Now, if to get it up there and get the rankings up there, you can invest, but that can be as little as $10, $15 a month to get your message out. And again, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be broadcast out because let's say you're a chiropractor in a market and you're new in that market. You want to go out and establish that. All you care about is having it there for your clients. If you did nothing but put under your door, listen to my podcast, tips on your health, what you can do for your health. Send that on your marketing material. Just put it in your ads. You don't need any other thing. That's all you need. And then they start coming to you, but they're going to start looking at you differently because of the platform that you have. And the key thing is have it be about someone else. Interview other people's patients that have been, have been impacted. People love a story. Tell the story. So true. I'm actually going to Bo Eason's live event in May. I, it's, awesome. been, it's like story, he calls it story selling. And they talk about how yes. anytime that you um, talk about anything in life, you should always associate it with a story because we, we remember stories. And it, when you're young and they say, I'm going to read you a story, and everyone's ears perk up. That's kind of the idea behind it. So I'm, I'm working on getting, getting better at that. So awesome. So I mean, I hope this is inspiring to everybody here. Number one, when you have a podcast or you have a platform, it positions you as the authority figure in your space. It gives you a reason to actually reach out to people so you're not feeling like you're just trying to sell them and it it just gives you credibility and it helps jumpstart your business faster um i love it so so you don't actually do podcasting in for a living you don't actually help i thought no, you help people well, do that actually but the honestly we help people set them up the honestly our podcast now because it has gotten such a broad reach we actually have we sell sponsorship packages out so we're actually making pretty decent money uh with our podcast it's a standalone business it is very profitable i pay a good amount of money to have a producer and have someone that does all my audio editing now but when i started i started by myself you don't need to have that that's down the road so if you become successful if you're let's go back to the chiropractor you may want to have, a drugstore may say hey we need to increase our sales we want to have access to your customers you may get a drugstore it's whatever they offer you it's to defray the cost of the equipment has so you can sell advertising but don't get so far out selling advertising that it gets in conflict with your message so you can actually make money with so we make every one of the things we're doing our three businesses they all are standalone and profitable so what's the name of your podcast so it's we have two of them right now we're launching a third one the first one is Licken, my last name l-y-k-k-e-n on lending Licken on lending that's by far the biggest one i like it and so play off the name somehow whatever your name is try to find something that's catchy so it was i was sitting with neil cavuto and one of his producers and i said i'm launching a podcast and he i said what am i th i thinking about i'm trying to come up with a name and i said I like mortgage this or mortgage that he says dave why don't you call it looking on lending oh that's so it sounds so narcissistic use my name and he goes what's like the it. name of my tv show cavuto that's all it is. So if you put your name into it, you have identity with it. So that's the first podcast. The other one is I'm so interested in leadership. So I started interviewing leaders that are retiring, getting out of the business. I want their story in, it's in the can, so to speak, that we can listen to for generations after they're gone. So we started Licking on Leadership. Both have their unique URLs, their websites. So check it out. would love to hear your feedback. 
And the nice thing is, is that people that go to your, your mortgage one can go to the leadership one and it still helps with their business. It's all teaching them about business, which is great. Right. So it's kind of, the, yeah. they're kind of linking. So obviously everyone, it, the fact that he's has, you know, three podcasts shows that it's profitable. It's working for him. It's getting the message out there. So we have somebody on here that's an experienced podcaster that's encouraging you to do it. Um, I believe that it's an absolute amazing aspect to way to get your name out there and to show that you're different because no one else is doing it. Like think about your, think about where you live right now. Are there any local businesses or local professionals doing yep. podcasts? The answer is probably no. Probably not. No. Yeah. Okay. As, as many people, as, as much growth as there is, there's still look at how many chiropractors or how many beauticians or what realtors that are actually having their own podcast to serve their local market. It's uh, it's pretty surprising. The opportunity is really huge and it's wide open. It's wide open. Okay. So any last tidbits of advice? I mean, you just seem like you're, you're, you have done so many businesses, everything so well. Um, you know, you did mention that you are on NBC and uh, CB, C, CB, CBC, right? No, CNBC. Uh, C, CBS. So I've been on all the networks, various ones of the networks, mostly on Fox. So that's who picked me up originally. It, it happened. This is an interesting thing. Once you start doing podcasts, uh, in fact, I started by writing articles. So I wrote some articles in some trade journals and one of the producers at Fox picked up and read one of my articles and they were just starting Fox business at the time. So the, one of the executive producers reached out to me and get this story, Chris, they called me and they said, Hey, this is Fox news. We'd like to have you come on to be there. I thought it was one of my friends playing a lot of practical jokes. I like playing practical jokes. So I hung up on them. Click. I don't have time for this. I hung up on the producer that was trying to bring me on Fox. Oh and my the phone God. Back and he goes, this is not a joke. Do you have a pen and paper? Write down this phone number. And it was a New York phone number. I wrote it down. I go, is it possible? So yeah. I wrote it down and then he hung up. He had me repeat it to make sure I got it. Then he hung up and said, call it back. Sure enough, Fox Business. And I go, I cannot believe I hung up on you. I'm so sorry. What is it? Well, we read this article and we'd like to have you come on and be a guest. I said, sure. When? I'm thinking in a month or two. Today. And my heart just started doing one of these things, Krista. So I borrowed someone's suit in Austin. I was dressed like this. I wasn't ready for TV. So I borrowed someone's suit, borrowed someone's white shirt, and I went in shorts with a shirt and tie on, and I sat down, and uh, that's how I got started on that. So it's a, the other thing I stress about that is write articles. You, you'll be surprised. Your local papers, your local TV stations are looking for content. And if you say you walk in with a podcast, here's a story that's a, something you provide that to them, you may be surprised what happens with that just simple step. Absolutely. All the little things matter and you never know. All it takes is just one thing. You never know where that one thing is that can absolutely just change your life. And the more things that you do, the more chances that you have of having that great one thing happen to where everything is life changing. Well, yep. Dave, I have really appreciated having you on here. You're just, you've got so much energy and you've got such great advice. And I just want to thank you. And we always ask everyone if they could give just one tip. And, and again, just so everyone knows, no one knows that we asked this. So it's kind of like a secret <laughs> surprise. So okay. it's like really, really real. If you can All give right. one tip to everyone, what would it be? Be yourself. Find your voice and be yourself. Get comfortable in your own skin with your own voice. It works. No one so else has some, that voice. Somebody says like, oh, Krista, well, you have a lot of energy. And, and, and I tell them, that's okay, be me. So it, they, they don't have to be any certain way, right? 
No, that's it. But now here's what the value is. What you can do, get a hold of Chris or myself or get a co hold of a coach who will help you bring. So you may say it's a board that just needs to be sanded and put some varnish. We don't change the board. We're not trained to make you anything other than what you are. We may sand and we may coat that natural person who you are and draw that out so we can see that more effectively. So that doesn't mean that you can't get better, but start. The biggest, probably the other word of advice is just get started and then get a hold of someone to coach you like what you and I do and to help people get, we'll help them get their message told in a way and it'll get better. That's so true. Just start. Be perfectly imperfect and just take massive action, but take, but don't, don't sit there and do nothing. Okay, Dave, thank you so much. Thank you. Again, one more, tell us where we can find you from, where people can get in touch with you. LickingOnLending.com, LickingOnLeadership.com, or you go to my business website, the primary one, TransformationalMortgageSolutions.com. Love to hear from you. And, of course, connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the biggest way to uh, communicate with you. I got a lot of LinkedIn messages. Over half of my community business communications comes through LinkedIn messages. I absolutely appreciate your time. And everyone, as you, as we always say, it's great to listen and learn, but without taking action, you're still the same place you were when you first started. So take action, implement, and as always, make it a great day. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I hope you are just as fired up as I am listening to Dave. Dave, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Great to be with you.